A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome to another episode of the Poe Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Poe Hitter. You can always find me on X at Dead Poe Hitter. The podcast itself, at Poe Hitter Pod, and the Patreon. Go to patreon.com, search in Poe Hitter Fantasy Baseball. Just check my pinned tweet. It'll take you right there for a free trial for a week. But come check it out. We've got a lot of things happening there. We're doing a team draft right now. The Discord is voting on every round, whoever we want to take. It's a very, very cool process. It's getting into player debate, roster construction, theory, strategies, and getting a whole bunch of opinions and stances on how to construct the roster right there in the open. So when you sign up, you get access to the Discord, and you stay in there until you don't support the Patreon anymore, and then you get booted. But that's just the way it is. But come check it out. Seriously, I'm doing player breakdowns. I'm doing recaps of my draft. And within those recaps, I'm breaking down why I'm picking the player, why I'm doing a specific strategy in that draft. Uh, It's constant content for you. Um, It's a lot of fun, too. So me and Randy today, we're hitting some recent transactions in MLB baseball that it's really not on the surface. It's not the Yamamoto stuff, right? That's going to be like... Oh, do I draft him in the sixth or fourth round? Yeah, we sprinkle that in there, and, and we we talk about our anticipation of where Yamamoto will go, just like I did with Rob Silver and Jeff Zimmerman on launch angle. Similar stuff right there. But then we get into some of the deeper level moves that I think will really be useful if you're playing draft champions or NFBC 50s or any type of draft and hold, even on fan tracks, where you're going to be drafting and holding without any fab for the season and we talk about the lower level moves stuff like the Mets trade with the Brewers for Hauser and Tyrone Taylor we talk about Seth Lugo Michael Walker um, Jack Flaherty on the Tigers Andrew McCutcheon resigning with the Pirates Martin Perez Marco Gonzalez going to the Pirates and as well as Edward Oliveira again not like super exciting stuff on this on the surface level but when you're really constructing a roster for draft champions and draft and hold you got to kind of determine if 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 you want to have interest in these players because they all do help in specific areas or not help in specific areas and you need to know that in terms of how to backfill your rosters in your 50th uh you know 45th rounds and 40th rounds and stuff like that so we hit up um that and the next episode you'll hear me and randy going through a market watch where we go through gladiators and draft champions and determine who's moving up and who's moving down and possibly why so enjoy this episode here with randy haynes about the recent news in mlb welcome back to the pole Hitter podcast your destination for actionable Fantasy baseball advice. I'm here with my friend Randy Haynes, and we're about to break down some ADP stuff, market movers, our market watch segment. We're going to talk about some recent transactions. Uh, nothing crazy, but still some impactful fantasy implications behind that. Randy, how's it holding out, man? And um, are you all ready for Christmas time? Yeah, I actually got my shopping done early this year for the first time in my life. Proud of that. Oh, <laughs> how early? Yeah, how maybe- early? Like, like 10 days early. Ahead oh, of time. nice. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I got yeah, a I'm... sister-in-law, Randy, who starts in the summertime. Is that too early? Yes. Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> but the only reason I hesitated was because I, I ordered something for my wife in September thinking I'm like husband of the year. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you know it, that shit was the last thing that showed up. It took almost oh. four months. I was fighting with the... Uh, fighting with the company on paypal and stuff it was it got ugly but it finally showed up 
that's awesome yeah yeah that's it's good to to like know that you at least have that done and um i i heard i heard the best line the other day i asked someone if they were ready for the holidays and for christmas and um he's like i'll be ready when the time expires like when 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 time is up on me having to get ready for it i'll be ready because (laughs) and i was like you know what that's a great line because that's so true because it never ends really because you always remember or someone all of a sudden is coming over and i got do we really you know oh now we get this person something but my family you're trying to i'll say you're trying to find out are they bringing something for me do i need to reciprocate it becomes game but then in general it's like what do i have to give him anything i'm going to be giving him food and drink you know hospitality you know that's yeah. the barter right you bring me something and i'll take care of you for the day uh because yeah. then otherwise you're gifting two things right um, yeah exactly because they're, they're not chipping <laughs> in for the food you know that <laughs> yeah so good thing my family's kind of um where uh at a point where my nieces and nephews the youngest ones are, are 16 um and everybody else is adult and um you know we do a secret santa now because kids have everybody has everything too right yeah um there was gift given was different back in the day i just feel like there was so much more element of surprise now someone could just go on amazon order it themselves so there's no like, oh, I went, I jumped over hoops to get this, you know, um, what's the uh, toy from that movie, Deck the Halls? Uh, uh, yeah, some kind of... Uh, something man. Some kind something, of robot. Yeah. Some kind of robot, right? Robot man? Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, like the, the back in the day of going to like four or five different stores hoping you can find something now, it's just like you look online be like, okay, the Target close to me doesn't have it, but the Target two towns over has it. I'm heading over there. Like yeah oh my god it's um it's yeah oh it's 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 it it's gone away a little bit of the spirit's mm-hmm. gone away jingle all the way that was the movie what was the robot name here we go i have to look this up because it's why it's definitely talk. a robot yeah um robot name is that it oh, look at the worst searches um <laughs> turbo man Turbo but it was man. a robot of some kind, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. The Turbo Man doll. Uh, yeah. Him and Sinbad in that movie. It's a really weird Christmas movie, like in terms of it yeah. doesn't rank a, a, amongst the greats. But, you know, and like me and my wife don't sit down to watch a lot of stuff. Um, we will, uh, but it's very limited. We rooted out TV a lot in our life and just like rather create art and and like do th- real things <laughs> but so we have it on the background a lot though and sometimes you run out of movies and i threw that on maybe like two like a week ago and uh, uh already i forgot turbo man um yeah. but i can Sin- remember something that happened in my life when i was seven yeah sinbad underrated uh stand-up from back in the day you know what so when sinbad was out you know i was pretty young so i never really caught the stand-up Sinbad. I've caught movies and TV shows Sinbad, but stand-up Sinbad, huh? I'm gonna have to look yeah. into that because I. Yeah, what was I, what was that ridiculous movie he did? Um. Oh, what the? I'm 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 blanking on it now. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure it'll it'll come to me. All right, we should probably get the. <laughs> we should probably get get talking about. Uh, no, about this is fun, but... man. This is fun stuff. Pop yeah. culture is, is is part of the is um all right movies movies we gotta do you know you ask man so you can't yeah. we can't ask and move away because that's like that's like me fantasy baseball diving i can't ask myself in my head you know how far did you hit fly ball and then not just look mm-hmm. like i'm gonna go look yeah the the first kid where it's like the kid goes to the white house that that was from what i remember that was low-key very ridiculous very ridiculous okay movie. very ridiculous yeah. Movie. okay yeah i i I think I most remember him from a different world uh, back in the day, and mm-hmm. obviously uh, the Sinbad show. Um, all right, let's get into some fantasy baseball. Um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto signed last night. I know we didn't put that on the uh, on the dock, but I just want to, you know, he's one of the guys here because we're talking about this stock, uh, this market watch. He's he's creeping up before this and now he's definitely going to creep up even more he's gone from uh, a six uh a 73 adp in november to 61 in the four uh drafted dc so far um for december only there's a lot in the works it's gonna i think all of a sudden in two days they're gonna 
it's going to go from four available to like nine, all the drafts incomplete. So, but, and aside from the fantasy stuff, I asked Rob Silver and Jeff Zimmerman this before, but like, what's your thoughts on the Dodgers doing all this? There's a lot of bitter people out there um, in the world. Does it bother you that they can do this or that they are doing it? No, I mean, like, it, I'm not a fan of the Dodgers. I don't, I don't I'm not a Dodgers hater or anything by, by any means, but you know, someone's gonna, someone's going to do it. You know, there's these, all of, all these teams could get, you know, be spending way more money than they are. And there's obviously some that are just never going to, they're going to take their portion of the revenue sharing TV contracts, the, the merchandise, you know, sharing, you know, and pocket it all. And it is what it is, but it doesn't bother me. I mean, we've seen, we've seen teams like load up, you know, like this in the past and they have, you know, very little to show for it. I mean, you just saw where the Rangers, you know, you could say the Rangers tried to buy a world series, but no one was talking about the Rangers as this uh, super team where it's like, how could, how could they possibly let this collection of guys get together? It's ridiculous. And then you get, you know, the Arizona's in the world series. So it's just, it's one of those things where baseball can have the playoffs are set up. You can, you can have the most expensive team in the world and, if you have a if you have three four really bad games in a row, it's not going to matter. So it do, it doesn't bother me. It's yep, you know, I, cool I for Dodgers fans. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's it's fascinating just 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 to see the accumulation of talent all all on its own, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I totally agree. They're just doing what they can do. They're trying to win because they haven't won yet, like twenty twenty. Yes, but getting there every year, you know, you don't want to just do that. You think. Teams say it's okay. It's a, and the, even fans like, oh, it's great. Like my team's always around the playoffs all season, and that's fantastic. But don't yeah. tell me you don't want to keep fucking winning World Series. I mean, what what are we doing if we're not trying to win World Series? Yeah. And right? I I think some of the I, I think some of like the most memorable teams in sports are like the ones that fall apart like that. Yes, you know where they're totally like everyone true. everyone thinks they're going to be be amazing and they're not. I think those are it's kind of. It's not it's not yeah. as simple as just, you know, right. just going out and getting whoever the best available guys are and and having the, the highest payroll and stuff. I mean, like I said, I'm, as an Orioles fan, I would love, you know, my team to spend any money at all. Like, I do think there needs to be a little more uh, if there was even just like a set, some kind of payroll floor, like there doesn't need to be a cap. I don't think it needs to be a cap because there's there's a lot of gray area with that. But just, you know, you can't have what's happening with like the raise every year where as soon as a guy starts to get expensive, they ship him out of town and the athletics doing whatever the hell they're doing. And the Orioles kind of following, kind of following suit with that, even though they have talent. So there should be a floor, but I'm, I'm totally fine. If the, if the Dodgers want to spend a billion dollars in one off season and risk having nothing to show for it, then Hey, that's the risk they take. Without, without a doubt, without a doubt. And like, I mean, even if I ask you right now, right? Because you said it, I mean, all it takes is three or four bad games. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if there was just a, a series right now with 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 pitcher on um, with batter only Otani healthy, right? And it's it and it's Orioles Dodgers. You don't think like you're gonna say, oh, like we're gonna win, but your mm-hmm. chances are very good. In yeah. given given the ebbs yeah, and anything flows can happen of, in a series. Yeah. yeah, and and you're a good team as is. So even despite mm-hmm. that all the spending yeah they still have to go out and do it i think it's awesome like like you said and they are it is a memorable thing and basketball can happen easier because it's so many less guys on the court and on the yeah. team so and those guys just strictly with the usage in their like ball exactly their hands, they, it makes a bigger difference but it sticks out like could you get like the the lebron bosch uh wade heat where they weren't terrible but they weren't mm-hmm. great you know and it was yeah. like good to see that and then it was also the Gary Payton, Carl Malone on the Lakers, right? Yeah, that, well, that's and one. Yeah, that was a yeah, disaster, was a and everyone like that sticks out in my head because that was like, oh, that did not work. And um, yeah, they lost the Pistons. Yeah, I just like I'm a I'm a big fan of of of, of greatness and um, legendary teams and legendary players and just to see the accumulation of things that they got going on. And we don't know what the Yamamoto's gonna be. I'm not saying not going to be great 
I haven't seen him yet, but you know, he still has to pitch, um, and do work and, but it's going to be cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This only gets me more excited for baseball, you know? So it, it, it's keeping the, it's keeping the excitement level going. And, um, yeah. And hopefully it'll open the floodgates for some of the rest of it. Cause I keep go. thinking in my head, I keep thinking like, there's Snell's not a ton next. of, in my head, I keep thinking, oh, there's not a ton of free agents out there. And then you just look at just, you know, even if you just pull up the basic free agent tracker, on fan graphs and you just see all the guys that they still don't have, you know, what mine's blue, I guess, because of the font that I'm using, but like, they're not, their names aren't filled in. You know what I mean? That they haven't signed just all these people that still haven't signed yet. It's like, you know, these guys are going to sign. Let's, let's get going here. So I think, no, yeah, I think next. they, I feel like there's like a unwritten rule around the holidays where the teams kind of chill out, but I'm hoping after the new year, we'll, we'll really start seeing some movement. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for it. I think I do think Snell will be next. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, him and Montgomery. Yeah, those yep. guys are going to start coming off the board. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't know. Like my brother was like, "You think the Mets are going to like now overspend for Snell?" And I'm like, "I don't know. He's got two Cy Youngs. Yamamoto has none." But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying Blake Snell is like better because i don't know where yamamoto is going to be in a major league but the fact is like even if they do overspend on a per year to get him uh he's <laughs> are you one of the mets fans that seem to be angry that they it seems like they weren't even in the final running for yamamoto even though uh you know cohen had him over for dinner supposedly and all that nonsense like does that, yeah, so, does that bother so, you or yeah so not being a finalist means that he probably didn't want to go in the 300 land and like that's probably a disappointment for people because it's like oh steve cohen and he has all this money and this is what they want him to do but um he doesn't have to do that you know he doesn't have to go uh and 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 get every single high-priced guy to kind of bit them in the butt last year and i think they're gonna they're 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 striving to find a balance. And, and I think that that's where many Met fans are maybe um, failing to see it. And I know they're saying, oh, we have this window. We got Lindor, Alonzo, Alvarez. It's not, not going to take forever. I don't think they plan to take forever. But I think the plan is to just pick their spots. And then in the next one or two years, gradually, you know, like they're gradually working up to be where they want to be, where they can have a really stocked farm, which they've, they really do. They have pitchers mm-hmm. and batters up the ass. So maybe they don't want to sign these multiple um, year contracts to some pitcher who's like maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I think the, um, I would love to see them sign all these guys. Don't get me wrong, but it's not over, right? Like you yeah, mentioned, no, there's still, there's, there's still a there's lot. There's trades of, that could definitely, definitely happen. Yeah. You talk about that farm system. They probably want to trade from that. A little bit, you know, maybe. I mean, I don't know. They just kind of like added to it. So I don't think they would now just run around, you know, and like, I don't know, and take it away. Because at that point, too, like, why wouldn't they just keep Scherzer for this? I mean, he's hurt now, but, you know, yeah. I don't think they traded those guys to get the players they did to just turn around and, and trade them um, now. But I think they're going to, I think they have a plan. Um, I think they're going to put themselves in a position to be a team that can win 80 games, right? And like get hot at the right time, like you said before, and and just get in their playoffs and, and then hopefully win series in there. And in the meantime, whenever the opportunity arises to get better at the right cost, I think they'll do it. Um, yeah, that's the one thing you want to, if, if, if they are like what you're saying, they have a shot at the deadline, you'd like to think Cohen's not going to, not going to care if he spent a couple extra bucks to try to get them in the playoffs, you know, because right. we've seen like just again, Arizona, you know, they were well, one people, of the last teams, right. they were one of the last teams in. Yes, 84 games, you just get in. People don't realize they still have to sign Alonzo and they will. I think they're just trying to figure out how much money they have to spend before getting him and upgrading their team. And then they'll extend him um, or sign him, I mean, not extend and, and, and go from there. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with, uh, we'll talk about today with a little of the Mets trade with the Brewers. Um, got Hauser and Tyrone Taylor moving to the Mets for a prospect who won't be fantasy relevant this year, at least not in the redraft league. But I think this uh, plays around with a lot of value, especially for a draft champion style league. Um, I think Hauser, Tyrone Taylor, um, and Joey Weimer, to me, get the three biggest bumps in, in terms of my interest level in terms of PT 
park change for Hauser and um, maybe some PT opening up for Weimer, um, not being super buried down a really crowded kind of Milwaukee Brewer outfield. But what do you think about this trade? Yeah, I think those are the those are the three guys. I mean, Hauser has always been in and out of the rotation and not maybe the most durable guy. He struggles to go deep into games at times, but he's I think he's pretty much in their rotation now, right? I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe if they sign a Snell and maybe make another trade, he won't be. But I, th- I think they kind of took the opportunity knowing with some of the health of like a Severino, you know, Peterson's going to miss the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. McGill hasn't always been. The, I mean, they're getting those innings in there. It is a nice little park upgrade. Well, Hauser's going to – I'm not going to be drafting Hauser in Fab League DC, though. You know, he's there's going to be definitely some home starts specifically that you're going to want to take advantage of there. Yeah. So I, I think that I, may, gives him a, a slight little boost. Yeah, 100%. And, I again, it, this is not a slight boost. I think it's the perfect way to put it. Um, for the Mets and for fantasy-wise, the, the attraction is in that – he has 68 starts in the last three seasons, right? 26, 21, 21. Um, and at a 3.94 ERA, not great. The, the Sierra shows 4, 7, 5, which shows the kind of like level pitcher he is. But it's an arm that that that's giving them 20 starts for the season. And like between their the players they have up and the minors that will make noise eventually, Vasile, Christian Scott, Dominic Hamill. Um, they have a ton of arms that they're going to go to, and this just buys them time. It gives them a veteran presence along. And, yeah, and draft champions, um, what's his ADP in this month? It's, I think it's in the 500s, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, <laughs> we've seen plenty of guys with four, five, seven Sierras go on runs. You know, and be really yeah, useful. Yeah, so I don't exactly. I mean, you, it isn't always about who's got the best skills. You know, at a given time, so he'll, he'll have some. He'll have some starts where he's definitely usable. He'll be streamed off and on of a couple of different teams in every Fab League. And yep, uh, yeah, I, I'm more a little more open to him. You know, in a, in a DC now that he's that he's with the Mets instead of with the Brewers. And then Taylor, yeah. you know, I think one of the episodes this offseason we talked about the Mets. How you know they brought DJ Stewart back, which it was you know, kind of up in the air if they would, but they still had at least one more outfielder that they needed just to just to be able to field a team, maybe two. We'll see what else comes on the pike. Taylor's out of options. But he's he's like kind of interesting, obviously, with the power speed combo. Now the batting average could I mean it could definitely crater for him to where even with that potential like 2015 upside that the batting average makes him I don't want to say unusable, but would really hurt getting those you know, getting those home runs and steals in there, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's definitely going to have probably some useful, useful stretches this year as well, especially if they don't bring anything, bring in anything else. Cause right now you look at the team and, you know, I mean, maybe him and Stewart are platooning, but then what do they do? I mean, is Vientos is going to DH every day would have to be, what would happen if they're a platoon, right? I think it's more likely that, that Vientos and Stewart are like a DH platoon, and then that would leave Taylor in the outfield every day, or most days anyway? I would think so, honestly. Um, and I think, yeah, I think so, because Taylor's good in the outfield. Um, yeah. And he definitely has shown the potential to just be an above-average major league player. But yeah, I think I think, I think think you'll see Vientos and, and Stewart start off as the main platoon um, with Taylor getting a lot of that outfield fun. Um, yeah, so he could definitely be useful, you know, the Milwaukee side of things, that's one less guy, you know, that's in the outfield now. And we'll mm -hmm. see if they're, we'll see if they're done. Um, but Weimer's somebody that if he, if we saw it at different times last year, obviously, uh, you know, we talk about Taylor having batting average issues, you know, Weimer definitely, um, could crater your batting average to where the, the steals and the steals and home runs that he could potentially supply would really, that batting average could really sink you, but you know, two hundred four last year when uh Oof. with over four hundred plate appearances. I mean, that's that's not pretty, Rob. That's not pretty. But, I know uh, it's not pretty. Yeah. It's not pretty at all for sure. But he's still he's still young enough that we could maybe see another step if he, you know, all it takes is an injury. I mean, I know we'll see. I mean, roster research right now has Garrett Mitchell as a strong side. I, I don't think he. I don't know. I, I would almost rather see Weimer just play every day, right? Well, I was gonna say like if. We're all assuming Torrio is going to start in the majors, right? But if he doesn't, 
Yeah, then all we, of a sudden he's, we the, he's playing the center, center field. fielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah he exactly. is. The, so again, even in draft champions, right? You pick up a guy. If he starts off the season one month as the starter, you get a month of full go, and then he becomes, even if he plays well too, right? But they can't keep Toriel down. He comes up and and if he just got to stay hot for a month, or not even hot, but just got to be better, and he'll gain himself some more PT going forward. You know. Um, I, I know. I think it's a decent shot. Um, I love the ADP on on Weimer right now. I mean, it might go up a little more, but yeah. uh, I I anticipate trying to grab him. Five hundred ADP right now. Um, Steamer six hundred has him for twenty one and sixteen. So it, yeah, that's definitely. And I, I kind of knocked the batting average a little bit. I don't, there's definitely some room to go up for batting average for him. Maybe a little more than I than I originally expected. I mean, obviously the K rate isn't. It's not good at 28.3% last year, but there's, you know, that could definitely tick that down a couple percent with his track record in the minors. I mean, that somebody with that hits the ball hard like him has that speed. You could maybe see even see him run hot, you know, with his Babbitt for half a year or something. That's, so yeah, kinda, that, that's exactly what I was looking yeah. at, too. He hits the ball really hard. Um, Babbitt of 258 um, on a 39% hard hit rate, a 9% power rate, and good sprint speed. So, yeah, I think that even picks up for him a little bit. Like you said, in the minors, that's where he was 319, 320s. Um, but I think if you just be Lee average, 297, 295, team will project him for that. 283 is, is definitely better than what uh, it was last year. So, yeah, I think the batting average could tick up a bit and you get some nice power speed for sure. And Taylor, is the, I think Taylor's pretty much the same thing, right? He's just the same... He's just the same kind of player. That's why. Yeah, they had I, I think there's a little more upside with with Weimer. I mean, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not this year. I'm sure that's what the Brewers, you know, we're seeing long term. And obviously, with Taylor being out of options, but yeah, Weimer's the one to keep an eye on. I, I think kind of see how how things are looking in spring training. You know, obviously the Brewers could always add someone else then back in onto this team on a cheaper deal. But that kind of that kind of messes things up. But let's see, they've got yeah. I mean, they have Yelich penciled penciled in as the DH. Uh, yeah, Frail. I do think this this also does kind of I think cement things for Frail. Like, not that there was much doubt for him anyway, but at least for now, it's like okay, now there's one less guy in that outfielder that has to be on the opening day roster. So that really kind of seals things up for him, I think. Yep. Um, but Taylor, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think we should be sleeping on Taylor. Um, last year was the first season, and the last three he hasn't had over a hundred. WRC plus his last 648 play appearance, the last two seasons combined, 27 homers, 12 stolen bases. That's that's not a bad talent, um, and a decent K rate. So mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope he finds a spot with the match. I I like the ad as a fan. I think um I like the defense, and I think he, I think it's gonna be spark. Um, and one more quick thing on Hauser too. He he was never a guy who was able to uh, find the plate very well, but lowered his walk rate dramatically last year, and that came with him improving his ball percentage. Uh, he started throwing um. A little bit more of his forcing. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. He was a little bit different of a pitcher. Um, when I look at the forcing last year, like it, it, it's not a fast, you know, ninety three point four. But he only had a two seventy three expected woba on it. Um, didn't get barreled like where you think that soft fastball would. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think he's gonna be a good, um, a good stream in City Field um, on week because he, yeah. he. I mean, he's already a very popular fab guy right because he's always available <laughs> yeah everybody's right. everybody's fabs him every year for the last <laughs> what five years <laughs> yeah okay i should have looked yeah. that up prior to how many yeah, times he got say, picked up this year yeah. but i, I if you I'm haven't betting. i'll say if you haven't fabbed adrian hauser at least once in the last handful of years you you aren't actually playing fantasy are you even playing yeah. fantasy oh that's a great t-shirt um yeah. we got we got the kansas city royals just Adding Lugo, Walker, Will Smith, um, yeah. making things interesting, and the Tigers too, matching them with with similar esque moves, like nothing fancy, but just adding talent at good cost. Um, the, I I think both teams actually just see like a path to being relevant in that division. Yeah. But um, so talk to me about Lugo and Walker going to KC. I would, I mean, I drafts are showing this as well, so this isn't some crazy opinion, but I, I would much prefer Lugo. I think one of the episodes that you and I have done this year, we briefly touched on him about how just kind of under the radar good he was last year. And he's, he's successfully now converted into a starting pitcher. So I think the, anyone that was worrying about him becoming a reliever again before this contract, I don't think that was a 
that was a worry of mine. And now you see what they paid him. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to get all the innings that he can handle this year with the Royals. And yeah, the wins wins probably aren't going to be there, um, but you never know. And the, the park, let's see. Yeah. He's going from San Diego. So I like Luga Waka. He's, you know, just somebody that we've seen like <laughs> everyone always sorry this, Randy, like, but everyone has yeah. that same first reaction when they talk yeah, about walk like, the same thing because <laughs> every everyone that's played that's played long enough has had waka do well for them and then has had waka just absolutely kick them in the face yeah so i just <laughs> there's gonna be but but having said that i mean there's definitely gonna be some times this year at home especially where he's gonna be usable so yeah i mean the market's obviously saying lugo ever waka I'm Lugo over Waka here. I'm probably, I would have been in on Lugo wherever he signed, but now I, th- I think basically all this does is like, I'm at least now, I'm at least now open to throwing a dart late on Waka. Whereas there are definitely parks he could have ended up in where I would not have, I would not have been open to that. So I think that's yeah. kind of where I'm at between those two. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think that's very fair to say Waka. I've never been able to get a good read on um, even when I kind of like sit down and just trying to nail his his arsenal and what he does, it's still it still becomes um not projectable, you know. Um, yeah, his skills just seem to change like drastically, like yeah. within like a year and a half or two. It's just like, man, this isn't the same guy. You know, the the guy that he was <laughs> last year wasn't even close yeah. to the same guy in 2019. And then you look earlier in his career, you know, 20 you know, 14, 15, like, it's like, oh, that guy was really good. And it's like, who, who even is this? But yeah, this is when you give something like, um, to someone who doesn't follow baseball, fantasy baseball, and you say, mm-hmm. and, and you just like, look at these numbers. Or even, even if it's a yeah. baseball fan, like a three, three, two ERA, three, two, two ERA in the last two seasons, mm-hmm. like, what do you think is going to be this season? And like projection system goes four, six, seven. <laughs> yeah. like, what? what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess, but I guess this is just the kind of ebbs and flows of someone that's that's hung yeah. around for eleven years now. I mean, good for him. Pretty impressive, eleven yeah. seasons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good, uh, good for Michael Waka. And he got that wins. Yeah. He's going for a hundred. That's a big thing these days. A hundred wins. <laughs> yeah. He's got a shot at it. I mean, he's usually usually pretty decent. You know, I mean, he's you know on a per start basis, you know, innings wise, he's only made thirty starts. What like once in his career, twice, but. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got sh- he's got a little shot at it, and then with this deal, you got to think he'd definitely get it before he retires. So, yeah, uh, without with a doubt. I don't know what that does for the bullpen, though. Like, I, I think all Will Smith signing there does is just make me want to kind of want to really avoid the bullpen unless we get like, you know, Nick Anderson is the closer, you know, Will Smith is the closer, MacArthur is the closer. Outside of something definitive, I'm probably now. Not that I was that interested in Anderson or MacArthur to begin with. Now I'm just kind of like out. I'm just mm-hmm. like completely out because even though he is the only lefty right now currently in the bullpen, you just, I mean, you just never know what a manager's, what a manager's going to do, you know? I I, I totally agree with you. Um, because <laughs> He's got the experience label, you know, the capital C closer. So. Yeah, I mean – in theory, Smith should be the guy, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's got the seniority, he's got the the amount of saves. He can also get shipped, just like Chapman did, right? Yep. And go to a team where he's setting up again, like he was at the end of the year for Texas. Um, and then there's also, you know, Nick Anderson, um, James McCarthy, who ended the season. You know, it's it's amazing how he ended his season, and I mean, I know a lot of people who you know, invested early on him. Um, I, I was, I was one to back off a little bit because I just, mm-hmm. it just didn't, it just seemed like too small of a sample. And also like there was just going to be other things at play with, with the Royals. Um, and even when they got Nick Anderson, Arthur yeah. was still being aggressive. And I really like John McMillan. He's uh, a, another, another. Yeah. I didn't even mention his, him. Yeah. And yeah, they signed Stratton as well. Stratton, yes. Not that Stratton's amazing. Um, but he's just another guy that's, that's been around the block and now he's there, you know, like it, there's just what, there's way too many guys in this bowl. And then, you know, everybody loved, you know, whether it was either as a starter or as a reliever, everyone's loved Carlos Hernandez, Hernandez <laughs> at some point in the last couple of years, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're lying if you say you haven't, but it's, he's there too. And it wouldn't be crazy for him to, if he can get the walks under control to where now he's the, he's the best pitcher in the bullpen, like full stop. 
So yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out on the Royals bullpen. I don't, don't, don't it, care. I, it's a 20, there's 29 bullpens in the league now, in my opinion. So, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it is interesting. Like you just, just Smith, Hernandez, Carter and Nick Anderson, they, they all had above league average K percentage for relievers. The average was 23.6. They were at 24.3, 24.5, 24.6. Like, so, like, they all can get swing and miss. It's just a pretty interesting bullpen. They all, I'm looking at my sheet right now, they all have under league percentage, ball percentage, including, like, Anderson, McCarthy, and Will Smith being pretty elite in it. Um, they all get really good O swing. It's a, it's a, as a whole, I really like what they got made up here. But yeah, picking picking the guy is going to be tough because it just might be an ebb and flow of it. But then you can also say, ah, yeah, you know, I'll fade Will Smith because he's going to get traded at half at midseason. But then, you know, oh, wow, the Royals are in playoff contention and yeah, they don't want to yeah. trade Will Smith. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but when you're drafting, it, it's a probabilistic thing to think. So don't fade him just because you think he might get moved and he might go to a team. That's that's two mites. You know, like right now, he's probably the guy and he's probably a decent chance to get some saves. And all these other guys, too, um, I don't, I'm not really a super handcuffed guy in draft champions because I think it's too much stock into, like, one team especially if it's shaky but obviously you know you're gonna you're, you're trying to get two picks to get the one guy that's gonna get you you know 30 saves um and it could give you only 10 right but mm-hmm. i would probably attack multiple um guys from this pen uh, but i i expect i don't know carthur just seemed like like they have Anderson and Will Smith, who they don't have to deal with like arbitration, right? So I would think yeah, that I, this. I would think MacArthur's price is going. I mean, it was already dropping, but gonna keep going. I, I would think it's going to just plummet now. You know, yeah. to where the point where for DCs he might even actually become a value. If you if you are a MacArthur believer, and I know there are some out there, yeah, uh, this would be the time to just kind of see where see where the price drops to and start buying in there. Yep, without a doubt. Um, yeah. Jack Flaherty on the Tigers. What do you? You have any interest in yeah. Jack Flaherty, or are you done? I've been done with Jack Flaherty. Um, yeah, I'm. Do- I'm done. I, th- I think. Done. Yeah, I would have thought when he came to the Orioles in the second half last year. I think they did try to change some things, and like not only did it not work, he had to get moved to the bullpen. So mm-hmm. I understand. I understand from Detroit's perspective. You know, they want to throw a dart at him. Uh, you know, they got they got some innings they've got to cover, but this just like, I mean this just really kind of kills any chance of Sawyer Gibson long, I think breaking the rotation. I mean, he would have to be, he would have to be like Nolan Ryan in spring, in uh, spring training, I think to, to crack this rotation, you know, and then it puts, it kind of puts things with like Olsen and Manning and Mize, like one of them. I mean, one of them's out now, you know? Mm. Right. I mean, I mean, I don't, there's no rumblings of them going six man or anything. So, so one of them's out, like, this I is just kind of not. Uh, yeah, I think it's you. just bad news all around for for everyone involved. I guess except for Jack Flaherty's wallet. Like, it's just. <laughs> but just I guess the two. Around. I guess two in general, though. If you look at the at Maeda, Manning, uh, Mize, these guys have never been able to stay healthy. Even Scoobles at some point. So they're just having this. Maybe they will find you know chances to be Ye- runs that they're going to be yeah. pitching, but it's just yeah. Those guys are to, yeah. Yeah, they they're all going to make starts. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry, they're all going to make starts. But I just, it kind of just for now, at least, especially for Fab leagues, is going to really hurt, uh, really hurt the ability to draft any of them. You know, until it gets real late, and we know for sure who's who's breaking camp in the rotation. Yeah, and you know, with Flaherty himself, he's just like one six one whip, one five eight whip. It's the last two yeah, years. No it's thanks. been really. Yeah really ugly the the k percentage went back up a little bit last year from 198 to 228 but it's 228 to 10k to walk is, is is nothing you know um and i don't know you know um i've always had this knucklehead factor with him that jeff Jimmerman always talked about with mm-hmm. certain <laughs> players and he's just very like he's not a very receptive person in the media and he does some weird you know he he made that hype video of him dressed up like the joker you know <laughs> yeah. like blowing up the building behind him and i'm like i actually thought that was fu- i actually thought that was funny i mean yes no, he's no, knucklehead, I know, but, but i thought that was but, funny. but no 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 like the production yeah. whatever was yeah. involved but i don't know it's just weird that he had this hype video like he, i i just i don't know it's not a reason not to like 
come on, but it just seems yeah, it's definitely it's weird for someone of his really like if uh, I'm trying to think like if you know uh, I'm just blanking like if if Clayton Kershaw did that right like yeah. when he's about to come back this year like okay dude you're a Hall of Famer like you can make whatever the hell video you want but you know like it's you ha- you haven't been good for like four years so what what are we doing here but I think even Eno uh, Saris was pointing out on it on rates and barrels and this kind of like gave me some confirmation bias about his uh perhaps um you know being is that he was saying like he he just even struck him as a kind of person who they might have approached him with ways to change and maybe not being well receptive of it you know which yeah well he had a point... pretty yeah exactly he had a pretty drastic like if his fastball averaged i don't remember exactly what it was if his fastball averaged over X number, he was he was good. Oh, yeah, and when it yeah. when it averaged below X number, he was terrible. And he was asked about it, and he was basically just like, you know, whatever. Like I don't I don't see that as I don't see that as useful or however he put it. And it's like you don't like it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I mean he's going he's still going in like some gladiators and stuff. I just think he's gladiators. That's rough. You you Exactly. I think he's just un. For me, he's unrosterable. Like not even just in gladiators, just in, I mean, he's going to murder your whip, you know, and we'll see where the where the wins and K's come in. But unless he's striking out a ton of guys, but still yeah. also somehow getting wins on that team, you're it's a he's a dud in all five categories that he can contribute to. <laughs> you know, he's not gonna it's not, he's not gonna help. So I'm I mean, I guess I could be wrong, maybe Detroit has a super specific plan for him and Could he's going to actually, and he's going to actually be bought in on this plan. But I That's don't think, I don't yeah. care. Like if, if that happens, if that happens, it's going to happen on, you know, somebody phone, else's watch, you know, somebody yeah. else's team. Right. Yeah. 407 in the last 13 drafts in the last 13 DC. So that's going to be a 28th round pick 20, you know, like a late round pick in a 15 team league. And I could see that um, as being where I take him in a DC where every week is it. These are the worst in the DCs. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at it and you're just like, you know, you send your lineups every week and you're like, man, why is, why, why do I have this guy on my team? Because he's unusable at 400. It's fine when it's Patrick Corbin attached to that name and you spent a 48th round pick on him. Yeah. And yeah. he gives you two starts a, a year. And every <laughs> other week, you're like, I can't believe I drafted like, Corbin and you laugh. But it's like, oh, it was 48th round pick. But like, this is a pretty, I don't want to be stuck with him every single week looking at him in my, like on my roster in a, in, yeah. in a draft and, all, and hope that he could take this massive step in, in not being a, a whip buster. Because I still think he can give you some decent Ks, but the walks, the hits, the homers have just been disgusting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not not into that. Um, McCutch comes back to the Pirates. I think we kind of all assume that. Um, but it's interesting because, like, his 681 ADP in, in the last 13 DC has only been drafted in 10 of them. Um, were people just afraid he wasn't going to come back or that he's just like completely terrible because in 400, uh, 473 play appearances, 12 homers, 11 steals, 250 average, so still serviceable as like an outfielder eight. How yeah. come he hasn't been getting drafted? I, was... I don't, I don't know. I, I guess at that age, obviously there's always, you know, until he signs, there's always the possibility of retirement or, you know, maybe he has to go play overseas. Right. Like you, you, you don't know. I mean, someone like Andrew McCut, I mean, I guess you could see it both ways. Like Andrew McCutcheon could be like, yeah, I'm going to go play for the Dodgers, you know, or whoever contender. And I know I'm only going to start once a week, but I don't care. I want to ring. But then there's also the other side where he's like, I'm Andrew McCutcheon. I'm a former MVP. Like I'm a franchise. Great. Like I'm not signing somewhere to play once a week. Like I'm signing somewhere to play every day. As long as I, as long as my body holds up. So I guess you never really know what those conversations are like with teams, but yeah, I mean, He's obviously it's going to go way up. It should have been, it should have been higher than that anyway. I, I think he's, he's, kind of, he's UT only. Is that the thing too? He's UT only. But I mean, it's you could have a. I, I think it has more to do with the. Is he definitely yeah. going to play? Is he definitely going to play? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been the craziest thing if you hear all of a sudden like he weighed his options and he just decided to retire. Right, like um, absolutely. Yeah, Makes I mean, sense. he's he's going definitely going to have use this year. I don't know if he's someone that I like. Definitely want to draft in a fab league, though. Even though he is going to have everyday playing time, because he's 
he's going to be like, ah, you know, the numbers are going to be there at the end of the year, but the ebbs and flows of the season and what other stats are you missing by just making him like, I don't want to say set it and forget it, but just kind of holding on to him because the PT's there. He could be one of those guys that maybe is a little bit of a trap, you know, in fat leagues. But for D, yep. for DCs, yeah, I mean, fire him up because there's going to be times this year where you need just need a body to put in there, and he's going to be there. So, yeah, and 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 they did they did pretty good by him too with giving him some some rest days too last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he was always finding uh, a decent amount of time off uh, to rest and. I uh, take care of his 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 old self, but now I I like it at the cost. Um, in DC's uh, Martin Perez also uh, goes to the Pirates. Marco Gonzalez was also involved with that. Um, I don't know. They're they're adding those uh, you know pesky quality inning leaders yeah. for DC. So you have any interest in uh, Martin Perez? <sighs> deep, deep. <laughs> no, no. All right. I, I mean, like I get it. I, I understand that he's going to have starts this year, especially at home, where he's going to pitch well. I just don't want to do it. Like, I, I just there's now nah, I'm I'm out. Like. We talked about how Waka, where it's like you follow his career and it's like, who the heck is this guy? Perez is like even more extreme, you know, when you go through his career. And he had some some years where the skills weren't even like as good as as what we saw from Waka. Like 2022 is just such an outlier for him. You know, this is from, round 48, though, Randy. Round 48. <laughs> he's not going to stay. For, here's the problem. He's not going to stay at 48 now. Though. 45? <laughs> eh, whatever. I don't. <laughs> sure, but like, but look, man, like you see this guy, like, even if you just want to take the ERA, 445 ERA, 289, 474, 450, 512, 622, 482, 439, 446, 438, like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like he's just not, he's just not good. Like there's <laughs> just not good. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't even know. I don't even know what 22 was. 2022 was for him. Yeah, I mean, have I, you I, ever? I mean, have you ever seen a ten-year span of a career like that? No, he's no, just he's, like, he's, he's like, pretty unique. He's, yeah, he's, average he's, to average to bad, like the entire time, except for one amazing season. But yeah, yeah, I get it. There's, I'm probably gonna, you know, consider at least maybe streaming him off the wire in a league or two this year. But I mean, yeah. that's a, I don't know. sure. No, this I mean, is this is just strictly as a like I like I said when you're going. Even past round forty, you know, when you get to round forty and you're looking at, you know, you don't want to be stuck with no pitchers. Yeah, that, you yeah. know, and, and like even innings pitched, if you have your top four pitchers are really good, how many times, you know, even even sixty innings from a Martin Perez won't damage you as much as you know. It's obviously you have to keep. If you pick the, the wrong season. sixty, if you pick the wrong, you pick the wrong sixty. Well, sixty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good, 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 good fucking point there, man. You got me there, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, you picked the wrong. Like I get it. I, I I'm not naive wrong enough, stubborn enough to know that like round forty, Martin Perez, you know, twenty eight starts this year. Like that's that's a value. But I'm just like, no, man. Like no thanks. I'll. I'll I'll pass. I'll, I'll okay. find somebody. I'll find somebody else that I won't use that isn't Martin Perez. You know? <laughs> I like it. I've 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 drafted him twice already since he's um, since, <laughs> since, Just, he's, since he's signed. Yeah. Since yep. He's... <laughs> yep. Two two drafts scooped them up twice. Um, deep deep in there the late go. one. Yeah, one was I think round forty. The other one I think was might have been a little higher because I think I got. Uh, I he's going to settle probably. Order. He's gonna settle for DCs, right? He's gonna settle in the thirties now, right? Like mid thirties. No, not that high, Willie. I would think so. I mean, oh, he's got a he's got a job. He does got a job. He's wow. You know, I mean, if you're if you're going down the list of guys that could like not be in baseball this year, and you're just going down at the back of the thing, it's like, oh yeah, there's a scenario where nobody wants more Team Perez. <laughs> But, but all right, all right. Um, let's move on, Perez. Then, are you gonna do the Edward Oliveras in Pittsburgh? It's all about <laughs> Pittsburgh. His last three guys. Um, this guy's just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Interested. I mean, yeah, you gonna go for it? No, no, can't do it. I don't, what 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 round are we talking here? I mean, it's gonna it, drop. It's, it's gonna sh- drop now. Right? You think so? You think it's gonna drop? He, technically, he's in a better park. It's four twenty-two in the last thirteen draft. That ain't cheap. 
yeah. I, I guess I'm just more thinking of like looking at their depth chart and stuff. Like there's only one, you know, Swinsky, McCutcheon, Reynolds, like they're not going anywhere. So if, assuming McCutcheon is the primary DH, there's really just one spot. And then between with like Bay and Joe Palacios, like I, I know Henry Davis might catch now, but you know, what if he doesn't? I mean, what if they change their mind there? I mean, I just, nah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Um, I mean, look, um, we don't even, I mean, he's also, Oliveris is one of these guys that, you know, we've seen it before where you get a, you get a player that gets bounced around to a couple of different organizations in the course of one off season. Like it's not the craziest thing in the world that he's not on Pittsburgh in six weeks. Like, mm, yeah. Good point. So. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, sure. I mean, yeah, if it's in the, if, if he falls down into the, into the five hundreds, sure. But yeah, if it, if it stays around there, I, I, I guess I just kind of thought it would have dropped, right? Like the Royals, the Royals finally gave up on him and he goes to a spot where there's really only, there's really only one spot that he can try to claim as his own, you know? So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere near him. Um, and I have to say there's an overwhelming amount of, um, of, of, of players around him that go, but like, it's, there, I'm going everywhere else, but Oliveris. If, if again, it, like, you're willing to let other people have Perez, I'm willing to let other people <laughs> have Oliveris without a doubt. Yeah, I guess if you made me, if you made me choose, I guess I would, I could see myself taking Perez before I would take. Uh, oh, look at this! Perez. All right, you yeah, made my day. Yeah. Then you made my day. Made my yeah. day. Merry, Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas! I had um funny story. I had I had a guy that I worked with when I was in the Carpenters Union. And um, Ivan, fucking great guy, man. Just a really odd character, but fucking great worker, super smart. And um, he would say Merry Christmas to people. We work for, like um, setting up trade shows. So a lot of time we're working di direct with exhibitors from all around the world. And, and you know, anyway, so we would do a job for them and, and they would say thank you or something and he would say like merry christmas or just to anyone even if you bought coffee and fucking the summer and someone was like <laughs> have a good day and he would say merry christmas and no one no one but no it was one knew how to respond no one knew how to respond but it was the funniest thing i i, I said it i say it a lot too it just catches you know i'll just randomly say it it's so funny but um that's what i think about when someone says merry christmas Alrighty, folks thanks for tuning in for that quick episode about the recent transaction in mlb news we're gonna fire off another one just going through the adp market watch if you want to find randy on x it's at randy haines 22 that's h-a-i-n-e-s 22 and i'm at dead pull hitter and catch you next time on the pull hitter podcast thanks for listening and don't be a bag of shit